Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA. Join us right now for MMA FanCast. Today on MMA FanCast, we are joined by Tony Gravely, who we had on a little bit ago, a couple months back, when he had just gotten a big title fight, and he'd come on to talk about that, that fight. And today we have him on in other exciting news. He just got announced that he is fighting on Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me back on. Well, it's so exciting. One of the things we talked about a lot last time was the fact that you were saying over and over again that you knew your skills were at the UFC level and you felt like you had earned the opportunity. Your last title fight was actually on UFC Fight Pass and you knew that Dana had had seen you both live and on that and you were just waiting for an opportunity uh, for the next step. And so um, what kind of happened between our interview, which was about, I think, a week or two after your, maybe a couple of weeks after your title fight, and, and now? What was kind of like the last couple months like, and what led you to getting on the show? Um, honestly, you know, I, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, man, what, what were they contacting me for? Like, why haven't I heard anything? And, you know, uh, then eventually, at the beginning of May, and, um, you know, I found out about it, and I was like, absolutely. Um, I'd love to be on, you know, obviously I would love to be on, on an actual card, but the way I can get my foot in the door, I'm, I'm excited to, to get that opportunity and to, you know, show that I do belong in the UFC and that I, I will be the future UFC Bandway champion. Absolutely. And when we had you on uh, last time, we talked about the fact that you are the highest ranked non-UFC or big promotion uh, Bandway. And so I, we both felt, all of us when we were talking, felt like it was only a matter of time for you to get that recognition, being the number one bantamweight not fighting in Bellator WSOF, which is now PFL or UFC. What is it like training when you don't know that you have a fight coming? So when we had you on last, you were training, you're obviously staying ready, but you didn't know if you were going to have to go back to maybe CES to defend um, or if you were going to go to UFC. So how long was it where you were training where you didn't know your next opponent and is that tougher to train without an opponent or do you like training without an opponent because it feels more free and creative i guess i guess i answer the question as far as how um i guess how much time before mm-hmm. i before actually knowing about opponent i'd say it was maybe a little over a month maybe a month and a half mm-hmm. okay but as far as training goes i i try to stay the same you know fighters say this all the time you know, they don't train for opponents, et cetera, et cetera. But the way I train is I'm looking to be the best everywhere, which is, you know, it's impossible. It's pretty much impossible to be the best in every category. But that's what I'm looking to do is to be the best in every category. So um, if you're constantly getting better everywhere, 
the opponent shouldn't matter, especially you have the confidence in yourself, mm. abilities, your mental state. For me, it's really no different training for a person uh, and not having one. For me, I mean, I'll, I always train. I, I train as if I'm fighting the absolute toughest fight I could ever fight. And, you know, I go in there with, with every intention of it being as tough as I could imagine it being. And, you know, I train if, if that's the case. And a lot of times it's, you know, that's not the case. You know, one day that's going to be the case. And I, I hope this fight is the toughest fight that I've ever had. I, I'm, I'm mm. looking to uh, push myself. It's only going to make me better to have a tough fight. And I'm looking for that. I'm looking, you know, to show not um, – I know that I'm tough, you know, I, mentally, you know. But I still want to push myself, and I want to show people how tough I really am. I don't know if people have quite seen me push to a certain extent. And I, I want people to see, especially the UFC, that I'm capable of, you know, I'm, I'm not going to break. I'm going to, you know, no matter how mm. tough it is, I'm going to push forward and I'm going to look to break them. But as far as training, you know, it, it's the same. I, I want to be the best everywhere, which is impossible, you know, to be the best everywhere because everybody should always be evolving. You know, that, that's, that's my goal when I train. So that's what I look to do. So, how you know, Tony, is- you brought up the idea of being tough during the Dana White fight and actually somebody we had on, we call this series our red corner versus blue corner series. And we've been following um, quite a few of the fighters that go on Dana White Tuesday night. We had Billy uh, Corantello on just before his fight and he had a really rough first round. And when he won by, uh, by a nice knockout and got the, uh, got the contract, Dana actually said, because it's a little rare to see Dana offer contracts to guys that a rough fight, but he said that he actually likes exactly what you said, that part of the UFC is the fact that you are going to fight guys that are better in certain areas than you or that are tougher, that has better gas tanks or whatever the situation is, and that a guy that can battle back after a bad round, because Dana White Contender Series kind of gets this idea that you need to have a knockout in the first minute, and that's just not realistic. And I think it's exciting that you want to go out there and have the best possible fight, but part of a best possible fight is making good in-fight adjustments, which Billy, or congratulations to Billy on his contract, which Billy, which Billy did, you know, having a first rough round coming back, having a completely second, different second round and getting the finish. Um, it's actually more impressive to Dana. So I think you're right. Your mindset's in the right track. And we've talked about how sometimes with fighters um, that haven't been on a, a big stage or that maybe are undefeated, um, that they kind of have this mindset that as soon as something doesn't go their way, they get taken down or, or something doesn't go the way they thought, they kind of panic. And uh, what's it like for you having the experience you've had um, of battling back and knowing that there's times where you're going to have to make in-fight adjustments. Um, and then I guess to wrap into that, I know Jim wants to ask you a question. Um, what do you know about your opponent and kind of what are some things that you've, um, that you're thinking about or not even worried about as far as game planning for your opponent? I know my opponent, Ray Rodriguez, and I know he's a jujitsu black belt. There are two types of grapplers there. He got the long link. He got they're pretty slick on their backs. And then you have guys that are kind of built like me that, you know, usually top fighters. Like, you know, they're used to being on the top or either Mm -hmm. they're they're better on the top, which, I mean, realistically, I think the top is the best because you can do more damage. Um, But there are guys that are really on the bottom. Um, I think he's one of those guys that is is more of a top fighter. I think that his best bet on the ground, what he's used to in the past, is being on the top. And, um, you know, it, it... I'm, I think I'm pretty hard to get on top of, 
you know, as far as, you know, my wrestling goes. But I know, I know he's a tough guy. He's had a lot of fights. He's had, he's had, I've had more fights, but he has a lot more years of experience than I do, which most, almost everybody I fight, I always have more fights, but most of the time they've always been fighting longer than I have. So, you know, I, I'm excited to fight someone that I, I know has like veteran status and uh, that is going to be tough. Like, like we've both been through scenarios where we've lost at times and maybe have lost more than one at back to back, which made each of us tougher, you know, and nobody likes losing, but that, that's just a part of it. I, I feel like you have to lose in order to, to know that you can bounce back to know how tough you are. And uh, that's kind of where it goes in, where you talk about the guys that are undefeated, how they just look to go out there and maybe they're used to going out there and just smashing people and they're not mm -hmm. used to somebody fighting back and giving them a hard fight from start to finish. And, um, you know, I, I think Ray is going to be one of those opponents that gives me a hard fight from start to finish and I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I hope that's the case. I, I want, like I said earlier, I, I want it to be the toughest fight like toughest fight I've had because it's going to feel that much better when it all comes out in the end and, and it all works out in my favor. So I, I, that's what I'm expecting. And that's what I hope is the case. Now, what about your schedule um, and people pulling on you? Because you take the situation where somebody wins the lottery and all of a sudden people come out of the woodworks and, you know, somebody you haven't talked to in a long time, you know, have relatives that, you're pretty sure they're not your relative, but they're claiming it anyways. And this is kind of like that situation where everybody knows what that winning ticket is. They see you walking up to the counter because you have a ticket. And, you know, in a sense, you've got the chance to hit the lottery with your Tuesday night fight. So how has this affected your schedule at all? Both, I'm assuming that you're, you're straightforward focused in the gym, that that hasn't affected that. But what about away from the ring and your, your family? Honestly, I have, I've, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of people that I, I know that I'm, I'm not naive to the fact that some people aren't as good as they ought to be, but I, I truly feel like a lot of people that do contact me, um, they've been consistently contacting me throughout my entire career and they've been just as positive, just as supportive. And, and there's some new people, but you know, I, I don't, think it's because they think that oh he's going to be in the UFC that so you know we're, I'm going I'm to try to maybe get something from him. I think people just I think the 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 bigger the more exposure I've gotten the more people have even found out about me but as as far as as that goes I mean at least not yet um I've been a, I've been getting a lot or a lot of messages um texts calls facebook posts uh, from people that are just super supportive and, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate it. It gives me even more to fight for, to have people that uh, truly want to uh, get to where I want to be and to actually care that I'm this close to getting to that point. Your path to this point in your career is, I would say, a lot different than most fighters where they've got, you know, a number of amateur fights um, and then pro fights, but spread out over a number of years and you are relatively young in terms of you know what I would say taking damage you're, you're fairly healthy because 2000 was it 2015 is uh is when your uh, pro career started yes sir I think it was um October 2015 so you know how would you what would you tell somebody who 
you know, maybe he's at the same age or, you know, is, is this something that somebody could pick up early 20s, you know, if they've got a background like you have wrestling and, and then move forward? What has been the key for you to be as successful as you have been and how can somebody else follow in that same path that, that you're on right now? Now, honestly, I think I think my you know my career, uh, the way I've approached it, it's everybody's different. Like you said, um, I think my biggest attribute, not just wrestling, but the toughness I've gotten from wrestling, that mental toughness of um, you know, I see I've always saw wrestling as fighting without throwing punches. So you know, you go to a wrestling tournament, you have multiple matches a day, you know which could be equivalent to multiple fights a day. Obviously, you're not getting punched, kicked. Those are bigger things. But uh, I think what has helped me the most in being able to fight multiple times is, one, being tough. Um, I talk about being tough all the time. That's a, I think that's the most important thing about being a fighter, being tough. Obviously, being smart. And being smart comes in where not taking damage. So, Obviously, anything can happen. You like fighting a way that keeps you from getting in danger while you can inflict danger. So that's why that's the main reason why I like being on top of people is because if if I'm on top of somebody hitting them, it's kind of hard for them to hit me back and do some type of damage. If I'm on top of them, that along with um, I don't have to chase them as much or you know things like that. So, but honestly, if any advice I could give to somebody that wants to fight. Um, you just got to be tough. You got to be determined. You know, you got to be willing to to be open minded, and to just not give up on what you want to do. So, I always say I'm I'm not I'm not technically the best anywhere, but I think because of my will and my um, ability to keep enduring and to be persistent um, is the reason why I've had such success in a short amount of time. So I'm not the best, you know, I've got a lot of growing to do in skill departments, you know, I'm still working on that. Every, every fighter should be, no matter what level, uh, I'm still working on all that stuff. But, you know, if anything, I think me being tough and just being mentally strong is, is, is probably the, my, I would say is my biggest attribute to my fighting. Well, that is, that is a huge part of the fight game. Luke and I talked about that on a number of episodes, the mental side of that and and being as 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 much as you can be physically ready you've got to be mentally ready as well and you know sometimes you can see I, I think we talked about it actually um like you can feel physically feel the will in your opponent just leave at some point and and that's when you know you have now imposed your will on top of him uh, one more question i have for you and i'm going to turn it back over to luke i know he's got a few We've, we've talked to a number of fighters uh, that have participated in Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. You know, so we know a little bit about it and, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. So who, have you made a decision on who's going with you and, um, you know, who's going to be cornering you? Yes. Uh, my, my corners are the same corners I always have. Uh, my coach, Perry Gibson, and uh, my wife's going to be in my corner. I think she's, she's going to have a heart attack if she doesn't. Um, she, she's pretty, she's, she's, um, she's gotten to a point where she doesn't really want to talk about it. Um, anytime I try to bring it up, she doesn't want to talk about it, but she's been in my corner every, every fight. Um, if I, if I could have another corner, I'd have my dad there, but you know, I'm saving that for my first UFC fight. So. And then, uh, yeah. any family, like, aren't you allowed to bring four, I think, aside from your corner? 
Like you have four tickets? Yes. So, so it was four and then I kept asking and he said the max was 10. So I've got 10 now. <laughs> oh, actually, I, I'm, I was I was shocked because I actually have more than ten that wanted to come and that well that want to come. So my ten I've already maxed out at my ten. You know I've got there are probably like five other people that wanted to come that just can't because they can't get in the door. But um, it, it's crazy because you know it's all across the country. But to have so many people that want to be there and to be a part of like a special night for me, it, it's really cool to have all that support that physically going to be there it's 10 people but they're 10 of the most important people in my life so so it's, it's going to be it's going to be really special absolutely and talking about going out to vegas um this is something that's come up a little bit when we've been interviewing people that are on the dana white contender series several of the fighters have mentioned going out a couple months early for photos marketing stuff you know getting pictures taken getting sized for uniforms or gloves um is that in the is that in the plan are they bringing you out before august or are they going to kind of condense that and do that when you get out there well actually um we've i've already been out i went out okay uh, i think it was end of june i went out there you go and, and we got to see the performance institute um do all the pictures and the the interviews and all that stuff and it was just uh I'll give you guys a heads up. I'm I'm a pretty emotional guy. Uh, I cried in the interview just uh, <laughs> about <laughs> just thinking about leading up to it as as a kid and as I guess all through like the Ultimate Fighter. So not just as a kid, I watched UFC and that's what I always wanted to do. Um, the Ultimate Fighter didn't come around until a little later when I was probably middle school. Um, but just to like watch people be on there and to watch it and then to later be like in the situation where I'm getting fitted from my gloves and I'm doing the interview where they mm -hmm. have backwards and all the people in there, you know, it was just, it was just super emotional. So I hope they were able to get enough of the interview that was audible to <laughs> TV. So it, it, it was pretty overwhelming. It was a super surreal experience for me, but, um, you know, all that's over. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to act when I get there. You know, I'm, I'm hoping I don't. It, either way, it's not going to be negative. It's not going to be negative. So if I do get overwhelmed and get emotional, um, I'm usually pretty good at channeling those emotions into a positive thing. So, uh, yeah, that, that experience was really cool. Though. I've never been to Vegas. I've never been to, to the UFC Performance Institute. Uh, I got to go there. I saw a lot of fighters that, you know, I see on TV, and uh, which, was, which was really cool. They were just training. I got to train in there too. So it, it was cool just being uh, being treated. Like for CES, they, they treat all the fighters very well. And just to like continuously be treated like that by the UFC was really cool. Yeah, and part about being the Vegas for the first time, it's sort of a, a dry heat. It does have some elevation. Uh, did you do any road running or any type of training out there? Obviously, you said you got in the UFC gym. Did you do anything to feel how you would feel as far as cardio goes, and did you notice, if you did, did you notice any differences to then bring back and work on since you got out there in late June? Um, I, I didn't do anything outside other than, like, walking around, which it was okay. probably, like, 109. <laughs> of course it is. And wow. everybody saying when we go back in, well, in August, in two weeks, it's going to be, they said it's probably, like, 115, 120. So uh, that's going to be pretty hot. Uh, but you know, as far as things, as far as workouts, I don't, I don't think there was much of a difference in, um, 
the way I felt cardio wise when I worked out. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure once I get there, the adrenaline's gonna pay a, a little bit. But you know, I've, I know how that feels in fights. But you know, I've, I've never been in this situation. But you know, I'm just gonna treat it like it's any other fight. Which realistically, it, it is. It's, it's it's another fight. It's the most important fight, but it's it's another fight. And uh, you know, all I can do is the best I can do. So that's what I'm gonna do. The best I can do. So you mentioned that your opponent has, he's got a lot of uh, years of experience. And I was just curious how much you have um, looked in on him, looked at his tapes. We, uh, we just talked with a fighter who says that he looks at a range of fights. And what he'll do is he'll go back about five years, um, four or five years, and watch some fights there for his opponent. And then he'll watch his most recent um, one or two fights. And he wants to see if what he saw from five years ago is matching mm. recent and see if that fighter it has evolved at all, if his game has changed, and it gives him some insight to his opponent without necessarily like game planning for him. And I was just curious, you know, how much you get involved. I think we talked about that before, but you know, I, I don't recall, you know, where that questioning went to, but do you uh, watch tape on your opponent or is that something you leave up to your coaches? Um, I, I watch, I watch tape more to, um, well, going back on what you said, that's, that's really a good idea. The five years from now into, into mm -hmm. now, um, I, I've kind of done that sometimes. Yeah. I usually, wa I watch the last couple of fights, you know, you, you want to see how they progress, if they're progressing, if anything's different, and it kind of gives you an idea of what to expect, I guess, when you when you go in the cage. But a lot of times, I watch fights a couple of times just to kind of see how they're going to react, what what they do, what they think they're better at, what they're better at, you know, where they think they might have the advantage, and also um, how the, I like to see how fighters react when it gets tough. You know, like it's one thing you watch a fight. And somebody goes out there and they just knock somebody out. You know, some people might be really intimidated by that, but to me, that you know, that's I want I want to see them how they react when when it's the pace is on them, when the pressure's on them. Do they look like they panic? Do they? How well do they do on the bottom when they're getting hit, etc. So I like to see the wins as well as the losses. Um, so I usually watch maybe like the last three to four fights if if that's available. And just kind of get an idea of, of almost what kind of person they are rather than a fighter. What they do is not really – I'm not really – when I go into fights, I don't really think about what somebody's going to do. I think about how they're going to react when I put pressure on them, when I hit them. Are, are they going to fold? Are they going to fight back? Um, are they going to want to quit? Are they going to put forward? You know, that, those are things that I like to – pay more attention to obviously if somebody's really good at something you want to respect the fact that they're good at something because anything can happen but i try not to focus too much on what you're good at um if you go in there and you do what you you fight how you want to fight you make them fight your fight which is it's a generic that's kind of generic they make them fight your fight but um it's very true, true. Yeah. They set the tone first and uh you always put them on their heels and make them react to what you're doing until they just you know, I try to put pressure on people so much that they, they get overwhelmed and they either are looking for a way out or they just, you know, can't handle it and, and I knock them out or submit them or something. But, um, 
uh, I hope that answered your question. I know I did a lot of rambling. No, it absolutely did. And uh, and what you hey. just said at the end really matches up with this this other fighter. Um, he just he fought this past weekend for uh, two four seven fighting championships. His name's Kama Worthy, and we've talked to him a couple times and. He's he's always been consistent with this, um, both you know when we've just talked to him on a personal level and then had him on a podcast. And he would always he always says the only thing that he can truly uh, control is his pace. He's always in control of that, and he likes to push the pace. And you know if he gets beat, he wants to get beat because his opponent was better um, than him, mm-hmm. not because his opponent was physically able to you know, put the pressure on him and he couldn't handle it. So he'd rather go down skill versus skill instead of stamina. It's interesting to hear uh, your take on that as well. Yeah, that's it. You know, I completely agree with that. Um, As far as physical state, stamina, all that stuff, that there's, there's no reason why a fighter should, um, shouldn't be able to, to push a heavy pace and to be in shape, you know? So if I go out there and I'm not in shape, that's, that's something that, I didn't do right, you know. So um, skills, skills come, skills come differently. You know, some people pick up things quicker. Some people more athletic, etc. But uh, a hard pace, and I think your, your mind, your your toughness—that's all on you. That that those are things that you can control, and only you can control. So if those things aren't there, then I personally did something wrong. So if anything, I'd rather lose to somebody that I know is just a better skilled fighter than for me to go out there and not not be in my physical best shape, not be in my best mental shape, and to just get beat because I gave up. Absolutely. That's a great attitude to have. Um, really, we've been – we at MMA uh, FanCast have been uh, privileged to have you on after your big CES title win um, and now right before – you're Dana White, and of course, we'd love to have you on again once you win and you have the contract in hand. Um, and, and another thing that we brought up to somebody else who was in, in the red and blue corner is that sometimes you can win and not get a contract, but one of the advantages of going on Dana White, and if you don't get a contract, even though a mindset's to get a contract, is that you get a lot of people looking at you and a lot of opportunities um, you know, on that stage to get um, other offers, potentially even outside of the UFC. Um, so it's been really great having you on. And I know Jim and I, Jim actually got to watch you years ago when you fought in Pittsburgh. And um, I've never had the privilege of, of seeing you fight. So I'm looking forward to seeing you fight um, when, when it's on Dana White. So that'll be really exciting. Obviously, I've watched some of your fights, but not when I didn't know the outcome. So it'll be really great for us. We're rooting for you here um, on the podcast. And we can't wait to have you on afterwards to talk about how everything went. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Absolutely. It back on you know it um i said this before but um what you guys do is super important it's it helps fighters get exposure and it also it's good to know that people other than people that we necessarily know personally care about our career just grow and um especially when you get somebody that catches you earlier in your career and continues to grow with you i I think that's really really cool it's a genuine uh, relationship and i'm excited for you guys to grow with me as as i grow through my career so i'd love to be back on whenever you guys would like to have me back on oh we're privileged to to hear that and we can't wait to have you back on and that's kind of our goal here at mma fancast is to um 
catch people in the developmental stage. Obviously, you were already a regional champ, but on the way up and, and really bring to light, we have a couple different series. We're doing a green corner series, which are people that are either amateur or very, you know, new to being a pro. And that's been really exciting to get people on that are the beginning of their career. And then we've been doing a, a lot of look at regional champs and people that are high ranked on topology. You've been one of those. We've also had a few other fighters who are very high ranked outside of the UFC and regional promotion. It's been really great to catch people on the rise and to see kind of what that's like. Some people that are on our show, Tony, aren't yet full time fight training. Some are still bivocational. Some are full time. And so it's just cool to see how the stages of life are, are before you make it big. And so we're really excited to have you on here. We can't wait to see what you do um, at the NOI Contender Series. And uh, for us at MMA FanCast, that's it for Pitt. Thanks again so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you guys again for having me. It's been a pleasure.